We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I just want to give a quick thank you to you, the listener. I appreciate you, and I want you to know that. If there's ever anything that I can do to support you, definitely reach out. That being said, here's two ways that you can connect with me. One, if you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, definitely check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Two, LinkedIn is definitely the channel that you're going to find me most active on. Just search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy tips, all podcast episodes, and any upcoming events that you might be able to find me at. If you'd like to connect on LinkedIn, make sure to send a note with your connection request that references social capital. I can't wait for, to hear from you. All right, Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click. We're a strategic digital marketing agency. You can learn more by visiting keystoneclick.com. Let's get to our guest today. Our guest is KJ Eichstead. He is the founder, co-founder of Ike Media, the international sports brand started in Wisconsin and now found in 90 plus countries across the world. He's a designer, dealmaker, consultant, podcast host, video producer, and graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee with degrees in international business and marketing. Words that describe Kenneth are optimist, bold, creative, and driven. KJ currently lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where he helps athletes, businesses, and individuals grow their brand. KJ, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Lori. That was a great intro. Really happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here, too. And as a fellow podcast host, I know that you're going to knock this out of the park today. Yeah, let's have some fun. (laughs) Indeed. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Ike? What is Ike? What's the origin story? Let's get started there. Yeah, so Ike is an international brand that helps individuals, athletes, and businesses position and grow their brands through creative media uh, media vehicles and podcasting. Uh, We have an international reach, like you mentioned, 90 plus countries, but we have local roots. Um, You know, they're on our Twitter followings. There's, there's a lot of um, people who follow Ike specifically for our Ike Packers podcast, our Ike Badgers podcast, our Ike Bucks podcast and our Ike Brewers podcast. And uh, that, that allows us to have a very, very, very strong local footprint because that's what we're all about. Home, family. Those are some of our biggest values. We'll also having international backgrounds uh, to really work with anyone throughout the world. So, uh, you know, we enjoy being creative. We uh, model and position all of our work after some of the highest brands in the world. Um, And, and, you know, we love basically growing, helping anyone grow, uh, helping them grow their business, helping them grow their brand, helping them bring their dream to life. Uh, They say the best companies have a story well, we like to think of ourselves as the pen and paper to help them write that story. I love that. And there's so much truth to, to just branding and telling that story. So um, even more so in, in today's day and age, you know, it's why do you think people and companies really need that strong brand? Well, frankly, people are starting to see through the BS. You know, they're seeing that these companies aren't as sincere as they portray themselves as. They're, they're seeing that, you know, do, do these big Fortune 500 companies really care about me, really care about the little guy? People are getting smarter. You know, they're, they're, 
They're getting smarter with their emotional intelligence. They're getting smarter with their actual intelligence. And I think people in today's world that's so, so, so um, run with media and technology, they really crave a genuine connection, which is why we're seeing a lot of, you know, local brands, regional media networks really rising up. And, uh, you know, the big Fortune 500 companies really having to do a lot of whether it's donations, whether it's, you know, PR, they, they have to kind of prove to the world that they are, you know, actually good for the world. And, and you know, it, it just allows people to connect with uh, the little guy, you know, the local person down the street, the woman with the flower shop, uh, the athlete who is going to Wisconsin, who wants to take his dreams to the NFL. Everyone has a story, whether it's someone who is a musician who went across the ocean to Norway um, it could be any of those things. And it's really hard to stand out in this digital landscape without one um, because there's just so much media. People have no shortage of it. Uh, and a story is one of those things that cuts through the noise. It's really something you have to have. And if you don't have one, uh, you're, you're behind the game. I agree 100%. So what would you recommend are some of the best ways to build a brand in 2021? Well, at Ike, you know, we take an approach that's all about deeper connection. And what I mean by that is there are certain crazes going around, uh, whether it's TikTok, whether it's, you know, Instagram reels, video as an overall trend keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And we love data as a society. Companies love data because it tells a story. But really what we try and cut through the noise of is that you can get you know, a million views on a TikTok video that's only 10 seconds, but maybe someone only watches it for seven seconds. And how many of those people can you actually make a genuine connection in, in seven seconds? You know, how many of them are just going to scroll past and go and laugh at the next thing? Well, we take the approach where in a world where long form content seems to be getting pushed more and more to the back burner, we don't even care. You know, we'd rather make 10 deep, meaningful connections with people we can help, uh, you know, form a relationship with, help them grow their dreams, help them follow their dreams, help them grow their business, their finances, whatever it might be, help them get in touch with a certain individual who they thought there's no way in, you know, God's green earth, they would ever be able to get in a conversation with or a room. And we do it, you know, we produce results. Um, and it really starts with that long form approach in actually getting a connection. So if someone even has a hundred listens on a podcast episode, for example, well, those people are essentially spending 30 minutes in the room with you. And if you spend 30 minutes in a room with someone, you can really connect with them. And then you might have a relationship. You might have uh, something that can benefit you both, whether it's you know, even a mutual friend, or hey, you should talk to this person, or maybe it's something actually like a business deal. It could be all of those things. But we take a quality over quantity approach. And we're really not afraid to show it because we've, we've worked with some of the most incredible uh, athletes in the in the world, frankly. And, um, you know, that that helps us gain credibility. Yeah, I love that. And I, I'm a big fan of the quality over quantity philosophy. And, and the beauty of your approach is that, you know, it's one episode is 30 minutes, but how many episodes? I mean, you're, they're investing a ton of time with you, not just a one done randomly watch a TikTok like you, you recommended or you stated. So um, definitely on board. I'm glad we're on the same page. KJ is yeah. uh, a quick time, a great time for us to take a quick message from our sponsor here. 
Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. KJ, my show here is all about relationships and networking and helping those that hear that word and have any sort of reservations or hesitation or, or uncertainty. My goal is to alleviate the fear that comes with that. And I love how you talked about, you know, building that brand and building that relationship. And I think this is going to be really good conversation that we have going forward here. So can you help um, my listeners alleviate some of those fears by sharing one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Hmm. You know, growing up, I would wake up in the mornings uh, on Saturdays. And I remember we would watch as a family, we would watch the Badger game. Sometimes we would even be able to go to the Badger football game in Madison, 11 o'clock games. You have to get up super early, get on the road after a week in elementary school, right? Mm -hmm. uh, probably really tired. You're growing during that age. You didn't really, weren't really too enthusiastic about getting up, but, but I would go in, uh, I would go to these games and, and it was, it had an impact on me early on, whether I realized it or not, I would, I would be a fan of the Bucks, um, but really taking it back to the Badgers, it all started with one connection. You know, we, we, we met someone, uh, we, we formed a genuine connection and he happened to be a player on the team. And, you know, instead of making a relationship transactional, uh, Brian Anderson hosts of, um, really the, uh, the acclaimed TV announcer, one of the best sportscasters in the world. He really emphasizes making relationships, not transactional. You know, you can't approach relationship transactionally. Uh, it'll just never work. But basically, we, we ended up meeting this one guy. Um, he ended up being the first uh, athlete guest to come on our show. We've since turned it into, you know, dozens and dozens of athletes by performing high quality, um, producing high quality content, providing value, uh, leveraging opportunities of a brand, you know, leveraging connections. And now we work with athletes all across the board uh, and, and, and are able to tell their stories on our podcasts, which help us gain credibility in the eyes of people in business, you know, people with their own companies, people with their own practices, such as the real estate market. Uh, we've actually had um, clients of ours have uh, the top producing real estate agent and also the top producing real estate team, that leader, uh, basically on his podcast. So, so it doesn't really matter what field it's in if you apply the appropriate tactics if you lead with value if you do a good job if you form a genuine connection if you, if you actually try and help people and show them what they can gain as well uh really the sky's the limit but but that that would be something that if i were to go back to when i was a kid and tell myself that in the future hey you'd be talking to these guys you know pretty pretty frequently pretty commonly i, I would have said no way you're you're lying you know pinch myself whatever am i dreaming uh, but it's really opened my eyes to just the possibilities of it all. You know, networking is one of those things that it can change someone's life. You know, whether it's a job, you might, you might apply to a hundred jobs, but you might have a phone call with someone, you know, and that might be the door opening that actually leads you to a, an opportunity that is worthwhile and you follow up on. 
And we've seen podcasting just turn into this vehicle that allows people to both benefit while also connect. And it's just been this unbelievable experience. Uh, it's kind of cultivated in front of our own eyes, whether it's the Ike Podcast Network or whether it's even podcasting in general. Over 200 million Americans are familiar with podcasting and over half of Americans have listened to a podcast increasing exponentially each year. Um, really, the key is starting. You know, it, it doesn't matter going back to the beginning if you have five people listen or if you have 10 people listen. If you have five people listen to your podcast, if you have 10 people listen to your podcast, that's still like you doing five meetings a day or 10 meetings a day. And, you know, that's pretty impressive. But if you, once you start to work at it and you get up to 100 listeners, you get up to 1,000 listeners, that's when the benefits are really unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just... Um, it's almost like you don't know what the possibilities are until you jump into the arena. And I encourage everyone if they're, if they're a little worried about, you know, will it work? What if I only get five or 10 listeners, my first episode? Well, you might, you know, but really if you stick with it for six months, if you stick with it for a year, if you stick with it for two years, just know that we're very early in the game and it's going to create a lot of positive opportunities. Yeah. I, I love the story of just looking back, reflecting back in your, kind of earlier years and, and making these relationships and, and really focusing on the fact that it's not a transactional relationship. It's, it's a genuine, authentic relationship that you really need to, to build off of. And then just so many unknowns actually happen from, and you never know. And that's the beauty of this is you really never know. I mean, you can go out with set intentions and trying to achieve something, but at the end of the day, you just don't know who's actually going to be the person standing in your quarter cheerleading you on and being your biggest advocate. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, I think one thing humans thrive at and that we seek on, on top of connection without knowing it or not is just genuine conversation. Mm -hmm. And a genuine conversation has to go beyond small talk, right? It has to go beyond that. Hey, how are you in the coffee shop? Hey, how, you know, it has to, you know, really take about if you think about it, a minute or two to get beyond that and get into what we call the meat beyond the fluff. And, you know, it's just one of those things where we're, I think we're seeing part of this rise in, in podcasting and in, in podcast networking and, and one in the same, uh, not only because it's passive and it reduces the variable of time, but because people genuinely enjoy connecting. You know, if podcasting was a chore, if talking to people was a chore, if connecting to people was a chore in the year 2021, when connect, when genuine connections are becoming rarer and rarer, then people wouldn't continue doing it. Uh, you know, it's almost like talking about that logic versus emotion, right? Like if you're someone who's going presenting data in a meeting and saying, hey, we get 500 listeners per episode and 400 of those 500 listeners are on Apple Podcasts, meaning they have an iPhone. Well, depending on your manager, another person could come in and present TikTok data saying, hey, we're reaching 5,000 people. You know, that manager might just take quantity over quality simply because that's a logical decision. But, you know, if you go below the surface a little deeper, if, if, you, if you zoom out in terms of the time frame. Uh, you know, that emote, you know, podcasting and connecting, connecting and conversing in general uh, plays with emotion. You know, it plays on emotion. It, it, it rides those emotions and allows people to connect. And that's why I think so many people who, who first become connected with podcasts end up doing business together, end up, you know, staying in touch, end up uh, really just 
having a relationship beyond something that is my coworker or something that's beyond the person in the coffee shop or something like that. It's like, you actually get to know these people. Yeah. I, that's great. Great add on there. So KJ, what advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? You know, I think you have to be willing to do it. I think you really do have to be willing to do it. Um, Podcasting is one of these ways to do it that applies to today's world in regards to someone looking to grow their network. A lot of the people, whether it's a kid, whether it's a CEO, are afraid to put their image out there. They see what goes on online. They know they have to network online. They know if they just network in person, they might be missing on valuable opportunities. But really, for better, for worse, most likely for worse, online isn't always the nicest place to be. There might be cyberbullying. There might be whatever going on. Well, I find that a lot of business leaders, a lot of professionals love podcasting as this opportunity because they don't necessarily have to put their, you know, their face out there. They can still give themselves to an audience in a deep, long form, meaningful way without having to, you know, be in the camera. You know, some CEOs are like, hey, I'm a great business person. I'm not an actor. I'm not a movie star. Well, they love podcasting because it allows them to thrive in that role. Like, uh, you know, I forgot who said, I think it was LeBron James, but he said, be a star in your role. And some people are meant to be stars in podcasts. You know, some people are meant to be on TV. Some people are meant to be on radio. Some people are meant to, you know, be on podcasts. Some people are meant to connect online in person. And uh, this is one of those ways that really allows people to touch on all those points. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. And it's, you know, whenever people ask me, why did I start a podcast? And it's, this is the one platform that I felt the most comfortable being the most authentic me on, if that makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. video, there's so much to worry about from just what you look like. Um, I tried, you know, blogging and I still blog, but just doing it consistently was not something that I enjoyed doing. I, I prefer to write when inspiration presents itself. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of the podcasting space and I 100% agree that this is an amazing channel to just significantly grow your network, either from a listenership and, you know, just having guests on too. I mean, it it goes from all directions, participants in the show themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? Hmm. That's a really good question. Cause I actually started Ike when I was 20. So, you know, I think you can always tell yourself to be patient. Um, I think you can always tell yourself that you're going to maybe have to reinvent a few things. Uh, Ike originally started off as, you know, a sports website. I was seeing all the fake news being spewed by ESPN. I was seeing how they were covering you know, Oscar Pistorius trials, Donald Sterling sagas, and it wasn't really about the sports. So I saw an opportunity to say, hey, you know, I think I could cover this kind of like you said, in a blog format, um, more of like an article format, uh, to be accurate. But, you know, I thought I could do it. And, and we, we made this beautiful website, we modeled after Apple and Tesla, and it ended up being called iksportreport.com. We put all these beautiful articles in these well written articles and in, in various categories. And it was great, but we put the car in the head of the horse in, in um, the sense where we didn't really have an audience yet uh, to read these articles, to consume these articles. So from there, we, we kind of had to reinvent in a sense. And uh, we started really, really, really working at building a following. 
we found, uh, you know, that sports people who love what we were offering really existed a lot on Twitter. And that in many ways was a reinvention of what the original concept of Ike was. What ended up happening from there is we had, uh, you know, these Twitter accounts really, really, really gain a lot of popularity where they're, you know, just getting thousands and thousands of people following them, you know, getting millions and millions of impressions. Um, but, but even then, we, we didn't want to just be a popular Twitter account. We had to be more. So we evolved into podcasts, you know, and, and it's like, if I were to go back and tell myself anything, I think I would preach patience. Um, I think I would preach, you know, being open to adapting and evolving. I think I would tell myself, it's going to be, you know, it's going to work out, you know, everything's going to be fine, um, no matter what. And, uh, I think I would tell myself, like, you're not going to regret this when you're 90. You know, I, I think I would say when you look back and, and look at, you know, if, it, if it's successful, if it fails, um, at least, you know, you tried and you had such great fulfillment. As I go back to that story about watching the Badgers growing up and now talking to them and, you know, potentially unveiling something special with, with some of them uh, potentially in the future. Um, you know, it, it's all just like pinch me moments. And I definitely don't consider myself someone who has made it by any means. I have a long way to go. I've, I've, I have some goals, uh, you know, both personally, socially, financially, you name it. Um, but really, I don't think I'm going to regret that I didn't try and follow my passion when I'm older. And I think I would tell myself if I were to go back and talk to the 20 year old KJ, you know, just stick with it in the hard times because you're going to get the highest highs from this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, you have to following through on the hard times is probably some solid advice for sure, because it's not a, it's not a straight, you know, everything's amazing and positive journey, especially when you're starting a business. And as you've, you've experienced, you know, I always refer to it as a roller coaster ride, but you have to embrace the the highs so that, you know, you can get through the lows is, is kind of the way that I look at that. I love that advice. Yeah. And everything's relative. You know, I think if I, uh, would have talked to myself and, and talk to anybody. If I would have really want to leave someone, uh, people with, with something just life that that's really helped me is that, you know, the good days make the, make the bad days and the bad days make the good days. And, and, and as a society via these social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, uh, you know, two, two platforms that I use regularly, but I'm not exactly super fond of in terms of making the world a better place. People naturally compare themselves. People naturally show, you know, their best side, their smiley side, like never a bad moment. And it kind of forms this false perception that life is always rosy and dandy and, and all these great things. But really, if none of that existed, you know, I think people would be a lot more able to grasp the concept of, of relativity. You know, you're going to have bad days. Like Monday makes Friday better, you know, like Tuesday makes Saturday better. And, and, you know, just having a, a day off on Sunday, for example, makes that better, you know? So it's like, it could be anything on a basic level, but uh, if you go to a low point, you know, you know that you only have up to go, you know, if, you, if you're at a high point, um, maybe just prepare for something because maybe it'll even out. Uh, but, but that's something I really would go, go back. And uh, as I think about it more is just really understand uh, relativity, how, things balance their highs and lows. It's cycles. Nothing's permanent. Um, and just roll with the punches and, and be optimistic, have a, have a good support system of people that, you know, actually support you. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I'm really happy that I have genuine connections with the people in my life. Um, it may not be as many people as I kept in touch with when I was 20 years old in college. It, it might even be more, but I do feel like the connections I make these days are genuine. And, I, and therefore, whatever happens, happens. And I can go forward, you know, being at peace, uh, knowing that I just am happy with it, you know? And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to ramble for a bit there. But yeah, that's good. No, it's get that out. good insights for sure. And I, I think uh, good reflection, again, um, that you provided. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me, KJ. So what's something you'd like to ask me? Hmm. What is the single most challenging moment you experienced with Keystone Clicks? And you don't have to think too hard, just like the first one that comes into your mind that, that you, you know, you overcame. Um, uh, I, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, I, uh, it just that it's something I don't like to talk about, but I'm going to because you asked the question and I, and I always say I'm an open book. Um, it, the first time I had to fire someone was yeah. just, it's not a positive experience for anybody. Um, and I put a ton of pride and energy into really building a strong team around me and having a strong culture. And, and when someone, um, when I had to make the decision to, to let someone go, it, it was, I felt so stick to, sick to my stomach for probably the, the week before and then the week after it happened because, I mean, it was such a huge disruption to that individual's life, but it was something that absolutely needed to be done for the business. Um, and and that was just a, a huge component that um, I didn't enjoy doing, but at the end of the day, it was the right thing to do. And that's, you know, that's in life sometimes. You don't necessarily enjoy what it is that you, you've got to do, but it is the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. Um, it's tough, you know, like we, we've worked with friends on Ike uh, and, and we've parted ways and, and the relationship may have been a little rocky. And then we've come back and maintain a really strong friendship. You know, it, it ebbs and flows. Um, but it is always tough when you part ways with those people who, you know, you just worked with and you've been with mm -hmm. and you've connected with. And uh, yeah. because even if someone might not be, say, you know, the best, uh, you know, digital marketer in a specific field or something, it doesn't mean that they might not be a really nice person who, you know, might greet your 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 visitors very friendly in the office or might, mm -hmm. you know, clean up the conference room when no one's looking and, and just those little things. Oh man, you know, it's, it, that must be very difficult. I know, um, you know, I, I'm a little younger, haven't really had a ton of experience in that, but yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, sympathy slash empathy for that just because there, there have been people we've worked with for years and, you know, sometimes relationships run its course. And, and the, the thing for me is, never burning a bridge, just never, ever burning a bridge. You never know when you're going to meet someone again. Um, keep it positive. It's a lot of times in life, it's timing. Yep. And, uh, you know, people have dreams of their own. So whether someone quits, whether someone has a side hustle that might be taking away from their work, um, you, you know, maybe those things are all frustrating to a manager as yourself, but like, it, it's important to put yourself in the, their shoes. So even if you part ways, it's like, you know, in, in today's world where I think it's becoming less and less emotional and more and more transactional, I think it's really, really, really important 
to building a brand, just to take this all the way back around to, to really totally. handle, handle yep. yourself with grace, uh, no matter what happens. And it's, it's not always easy, um, especially in the moment, but it's one of those things I think uh, is very important. Oh, totally. And now we leave that somber topic and move on to a more fun one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you've got an offer for our listeners today. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, we, um, we have some really, really, really cool uh, things we're doing in the podcast world. Um, we're, we're getting pretty good at it. You know, we, we have music production backgrounds here. Uh, you know, we, we've worked with some great guests. We've had great guests on. We've had CEOs on. You know, we've developed all these tactics. And we're actually going into this phase in our business where we're able to take on more clients. So we, no matter what size your business is, whether you want a, a basic package that's just podcasting, whether you're thinking of doing something, but you need podcasting and content, whether you want the Rolls Royce, you want everything. Um, you know, we're actually offering some specials right now where if you, you know, want to pay in bulk, uh, we offer some pretty hefty discounts to say the least, um, but really just overflowing with value. Um, I think one thing that's also becoming more and more uh, relevant in today's world is, is a subject matter experts time, right? So it's like, if you had dinner with, if you're, if you're a young quarterback in high school and you have dinner with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, how much is that one dinner worth? You know, how much would you learn in that one dinner? Uh, it's really invaluable. So it's not even just the act of getting a podcast or getting a brand. It's the act of you know, really working with people who have cultivated brands uh, and, and doing it at a level that makes them proud and, and something that you can truly own and, and be proud to show off. Because that, that sometimes doesn't show up in the, uh, in the value proposition. So, so really, I think that's something really cool. Uh, I love working with people from all different backgrounds. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to keep working with some new people. I know we've worked with some people in the real estate space, we're people in the financial space, we're people in fintech. Uh, people in the mortgage realm. Um, let's see. You know, we've worked with even just random influencers. You know, everybody has a story. It goes back to a story. And you need a story to connect with someone. You need a story to, you know, grow your business. You need a story to sell products. You need a story to um, meet people. You know, I don't know. It, it's just like, it, it's so uh, it's so important. I would encourage everybody just to start. You know, these are things that people can do by themselves. I just want to be straight up and be honest about that. Uh, but it's almost like going back to one of my favorite books, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's like you wouldn't ask a bricklayer to be your jeweler. You wouldn't ask your farmer to build your house. You know, you wouldn't ask um, a cook to fix your car. You know, it's like you go to a specialist for a reason. And that's what we offer. We, we, uh, we've been doing these podcasts for since, you know, before a lot of people, uh, we've cultivated some great, great, uh, audiences. We've charted top 40 multiple times. We've been listened to in over 90, uh, 90 different countries. We, we've had professional athletes, collegiate athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, you name it. And, and we'd love to help, um, anyone listening today who, who might, He's saying, hey, you know, maybe video isn't my bread and butter, but I do have an incredible story. I built this business out of the back of my car, you know, out of my garage, whatever. 
uh, trials and tribulations. And, and I'm ready to tell that story in a certain way. I'm ready to work with someone to do that. I'd love to help. Well, we will uh, definitely include all that information in our show notes. What's the best way that people can reach out to you if they're interested in connecting? Yeah, people can go to our website, ikepodcastnetwork.com. That's ikepodcastnetwork.com. There's a contact us forms, or you can email me, you know, KJ Eichstead, E-I-C-H-S-T-A-E-D-T at gmail.com. You know, I I check that email all the time. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not terribly picky, but I would say those are the, the, the best ways, you know, LinkedIn's good too. Uh, Kenneth Eichstead on LinkedIn, my, my, uh, first name is Kenneth. My middle name is John. That's where the KJ comes from. Um, so if you, if you search Kenneth Ixon on LinkedIn, that's how you'll find me. Uh, any of those, that'll be great. All right. We'll include all that information in our show notes. This was super fun. Thank you so much for being on the show today, KJ. Yeah, Lori, really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to listen. All right. This wraps our, up our episode of Social Capital. Huge thank you to KJ for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's connect on LinkedIn, connect with KJ, connect with myself. We're both looking forward to hearing from you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. (laughs) And most importantly, reach out and connect with someone. Go reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you want to connect with. That's what it's all about. Build those relationships, people. That's my action item for everyone listening to this today. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.